now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, a trainer, Thatch. I did that on purpose. It wasn't stuttering. (laughs) I'm also here today with uh, my wonderful co-hosts. We've got the one and only doctor in the house, Dr. Shamu. Hello. And we've got uh, a guy that just stumbled on a movie set one day, Mark. Oh, hi. That's how I assume that guy got that role, but uh, <laughs> he, he was a homeless man sleeping on set. And that's how he got the role of Mark. Uh, or not Mark, the guy who said, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Never mind. No, he's the guy who made the movie. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. So. That's the director. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Director that's right. And writer and everything. Yeah, yeah he's a... He He's tried to actually recreate that magic too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't work. You can't recreate you can't recreate the room. That's a one time masterpiece. You will never recreate that. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the Puckle Podcast where we talk <laughs> about the room, but we also talk about Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Uh lately we've been on both ends of the spectra though. So I am very excited though, because Scarlet and Violet has been out for roughly a week now. I guess a week now, yeah. Yeah, as of today. I mean, I've been playing it. I mean, I've I've beaten the game for the most part. Like, I haven't finished the Pokedex quite yet. Yeah. I mean, but I'll get there in like the next day or two. I'll take. It's not that. hard. It's, it is. No. It, I am glad this is like this is the easiest Pokedex to complete. I don't know. I thought Sword and Shield was just about as easy. Yeah, I had a good time with that. Sword and Shield was easy. This is way easier because everything is like in the wild, and if not, you can just go to the raid page and refresh it once or twice, and you'll find something you're probably missing. Uh, the same mm. thing happened though, kind of in Sword and Shield. A little bit. With raids. Not as much, though, because some of the raids didn't have, like, Pokemon that were harder to get. Like, certain things that required an evolution method weren't in there. They wouldn't know, but a lot of those were just available in the wild area. Yeah. That's how I did it. That one did force, like, certain things. I think Mimikyu was only available in, like, one way, and that was one of the rougher ones to get. No, I I do agree with you. There were some Pokemon that were harder to get uh, in Sword and Shield than in... uh, than in Scarlet and Violet, but I think Scarlet yeah. and Violet's got roughly the same thing with a few Pokemon. It felt way easier to complete the Scarlet and Violet one than the Sword and Shield one. I think it's really mm-hmm. just hard to compare since it's been, like, so many years in between. I guess the only issue with the, um, right. the exclusives for people. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. There's Because there's a lot of exclusives, which, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but... Yeah. There are a good number of exclusives that are kind... I don't know. I have feelings, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would ask you guys what Most you've done do. lately, but... I think you know. <laughs> but I, I, I assume because we are on a Pokemon podcast. I've been practicing uh TCG live for Arlington. That's true. I mean yeah, I've kinda I've I've definitely been doing that as well. Try to do a game a day at least. I definitely do more than that. Uh I should do more than that, but I'm just trying to at least do a day a day a game a day. Yeah. You know. At the very least. To be fair, I think if you just practice a game a day, I think you're practicing more than probably most of the people that are going. To compete. Uh, yeah, that's like just getting used to a deck, learning the ins and outs, learning that type of stuff. Is yeah, just what I'm trying to do. Yeah, no, I I don't blame you because I've I, I've stuck on my deck now. I think I think I'm picking the red. I'm gonna go with Roger Lucky Vicable. I think I've gotten used to that yeah. deck, and I I do enjoy the flow of it. 
has issues, but you want to know what the flow is. I'm used to the flow of it, of having, like, certain aspects of the deck that others don't have it, have that easily. Yeah. Free retreaters and such. It's nice. I think it's okay. Uh, like, the deck's not, I wouldn't say the deck's bad. I would say it's maybe, like, no. tier one and a half, tier two. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not top table, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely like, considered a rogue pick, but. I, I agree with that. I would agree with that. I don't know that it will win. I don't think so. I don't, I, I if it does, cool. Yeah. Cool, I'll take that, but, uh, it's not my plan, really. I, I want to play something rogue, because I don't want to dish out the $100 to play Lugia. Yeah, I completely understand that. Lugia is so expensive right now. And also, I don't really want to be, I don't want to be the thing people are teching against, if I can help that. So, like, I'm in between playing against, playing either a Lugia deck or a Mew deck. Yeah, like, worst case, maybe worst case, I'll go Mew, because I can just pick up two of those League Battle decks, yeah. and I'm good. But, like... Mew is very easy just to, just to go burr, and then you're done. Not, I just, I just like having my deck have answers and stuff, because, again, just throw a Drapion in, and you get at least, yeah, like, yeah. halfway there with Mew, and then... With certain things, I'm playing like I'm playing like a sword, and so I can get that one back, and then to get the other three prizes at some point. Yeah, well, most Mew decks, if they're gonna play against Drapion real hard, if they don't have good answers for it, I think it, mostly we playing Path now because Drapion's gonna be really prevalent, and people are a lot of them are playing Path honestly for Lugia. That too, though, yeah, to stop Lugia from setting up. But that's a that's a whole thing. I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a time. Yeah, that prep is going somewhat well. I'm honestly waiting. The Latin American International Championships are happening right now as we're recording the show, and I'm kind of just waiting for the outcomes of that to see if the met- if the meta is actually different than I think it is right now. <laughs> I'm really hoping top like top eight is something interesting because it's been so bland. It's not going it's to been be so bland. It's going to be at least four Lugia decks and a Mew deck, and then three something else. I've got, like, three tanks of copium over here. I'm just going to keep huffing it until something <laughs> yeah. happens, hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, I, I say this as the deck lists are already live, like, once the show comes out. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are my predictions. <laughs> these are my predictions. Top eight will be four Lugia, at least four Lugia decks and one Mew deck. Like, those, that's five of the decks. I've already claimed it. The other three can just be some combination of anything else. Four Mew, Lugia, Lugia, one Mew, one yeah. Lost Box. Uh, lost there'll be, box. like, one Palkia yeah. or some Water Box deck, and then, like... Yeah. Something. Kyurem has its moment in the sun for no reason. There's been, uh, like, a, there's been like, one or two Palkia decks on stream, so I'm like, okay. People are people are trying. Because Palkia is still... It's still good. Like, it's not a bad deck. Yeah. It's just not... I th- it's just not going as fast as Lugia. Lugia is just stupid fast. Yeah. I hate that it's, like, turn two, I'm ready to go, let's let's wombo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just terrible. I mean, it, once rotation hits, it's gonna be a lot worse, but it's just really, really good right now. It's the epitome of, like, the sword and shield block. Yeah. All right, but, uh, yeah. What have you been doing, Mark? Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark. What have you been doing? Yeah, you catch any fun Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet? You know, I'm really disappointed. Everybody's been catching a lot of Shinies, and I feel like I've been out of that that game this time around. I don't know. I'm still getting my first Shiny. I I caught a Shiny Rufflet, actually, just, like, randomly. I was just, like, I was walking around, I'm like, oh, that... That's that's a shiny rufflet, and I just bumped into it. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, so I ca- <laughs> I caught that, and uh, I was just like, that's cool. I, I'll have fun with that. I'll play around with this rufflet. You'll, you'll have days. It'll, it'll again once certain things are getting into later game. You'll get item that will help out with yeah. that and such. And like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not too worried they, about they it. This is like shine. first week. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, no, <laughs> no. I I I think it, there's definitely a big detraction from like not having the shiny sound like we did in PLA. That makes it yeah. easy to identify that there's a shiny on the map, but I think it has to do because if you've played this game, you've obviously no- noticed the graphical slowdowns, 
and i think it honestly has to do with like the sound might play but the pokemon might not spawn issues oh. that that game might have uh it, well because the thing where um you can easily have the thing of where you the, the pokemon spawns and you cross a barrier from one area to the yeah. next and everything in the other area despawns you can you yeah. can catch this very easily near zappa pico yep i believe that because i've if you go to there's like a weird barrier that's like part route part not and if you go too far to the left the pokemon will just despawn because mm. i had that issue in violet when i was trying to get sinister yeah. chips because I was, like, trying to, like, go around, I couldn't, I had to, like, not run into certain area, because if I touched it, everything would despawn. Mm. Because it was a new area. It was, like, it was, t- like, like, oh, you're in the town, no Pokemon are gonna pop up. And so it was just, boom. And it just, it's, t- it's that's probably, like, issue. it's, like, despawning zones, because, again, you get one area to the next. Yeah, I, I also just think that the pop-in's pretty egregious, too, in the game. Yeah. The pop-in's pretty, it's not, it's, I don't know if it's as bad as, like, Sword and Shield Wild Area, but the pop-in is pretty bad. I think so. I think Wild Area might be worse. I think Wild Area might be worse. Like, I we we talk about graphical issues in this game, but, like, Wild Area Sword and Shield was not, like, a masterpiece of programming either. It, like, it doesn't it's look not good. No. It doesn't look great in this, but it, I remember, like, the pop-in and, like, Sword and Shield would actually, like, take yeah. a while. And that's, like... Yeah. I can, I can handle pop-in if it's, like, fast, but if it's gonna, like... Ch- like, when the pop-in kind of chugs, for my, my memory mm-hmm. might be, not be right, but I remember it, like, chugging at Sword and Shield. Like, it doesn't, it's, like, it's a fade-in. If you were online in the wild area, it would chug. Yeah, it would definitely yeah. chug. No, I remember that, Shimu. It would, it would yeah. definitely do that to me. Yeah. Instead of a pop-in, it was more of a fade-in, and that's not yeah. mm-hmm. great. Yep. <laughs> that does like, not sound appealing. <laughs> oh, yep. no. <laughs> yep. No, no, you're definitely not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. All right. Uh, before we uh, rip on uh, the uh, the programming of various video games, Let's go ahead and kick it on over to the news. I guess there was some this week because Pokemon, even though they had a new game, decided they were going to talk about things. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over there. So let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got uh, the most exciting news. Scarlet and Violet has sold over 10 million units in its first three days, making it the fastest selling Nintendo game. It beat Splatoon's three record earlier this year, selling 4.05 million versus 3.45 million in Japan. That is ridiculous. No, that's absurd. No, no, this is like, this is insane. Man. How well it sold. Yeah, Sp- yeah, Splatoon 3 was not that long. I mean, Nintendo's on like, like a winning streak right now, but also like 10 million units sold of Scarlet and Violet. Like it's almost sold as much as Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee already. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Man. <laughs> it's uh, insane. That's literally, that's literally like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, like their sales numbers right there. Um, Oh, wait, so it means they're going to finally get knocked off the charts, probably, very soon. Um, <laughs> finally. <laughs> please, please let that game no longer be on the charts. But um, to keep on going with the news, um, speaking of also Scarlet <laughs> and Violet, uh, we have more info on the Charizard raids that are happening December one, uh, December 1st to the 4th and 15th to the 18th. Uh, you can only get one per file, per save file, which is a bit weird, but I guess I get it. I don't understand, because we could like totally just read this Charizard. Right? And you then, can, oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's to be an event mod for other things too. It's just it's setting the setting the precedent for other ones. So like, hey, we're gonna give out shiny Maridon. You only get one. You're your event mod. You I'm got really, it. Cool. Okay, I like this better though than like so. Sword and Shield 
like the raids i love raids i think raids are a great idea because the thing pokemon was missing up until gen 8 was a way to play co-op multiplayer Mm -hmm. and raids have solved that and Mm -hmm. uh and i like the raids uh better in scarlet and violet and uh, the thing about gen 8 raids though they would have these special events that we just can never catch pokemon in because they decided that's the rule and which kind of sucked well, those were like the chat. Those were like the challenges they were trying to do, and people yeah. just didn't like them because you couldn't. Well, catch no, they the would just do. Right. They would do it every yeah. once. They were also doing it uh, very up, very recently, like a month ago. They were doing the Spectre Glacier raids. Yeah, that was the first time they did it in like a year. Oh, I think. really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you couldn't catch them. Uh, oh, uh, which is why <laughs> so... everybody was very unhappy. And I think this is their way of kind of solving that too. Because yeah, you get I think one, this is a... you get one. You get one, and that's so that way they can farm distribute it. legends. Yeah, because you, can't you know some legends stuff that is coded in the game too. you can farm these you can't catch yeah. them multiple times but you keep doing the raids and get the rewards and yeah we know mm. but also with these pokemon we know this is where the muddiest mark mark is for the mightiest pokemon or whatever yeah, it's called mightiest mark yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's how you get it from the seven star raids and then i think this will also i, I am speculating this will also drop gold bottle caps or at least have a chance because they're not oh. can't get gold bottle caps in any of the other raids mm-hmm. but you can get them from the auction so I assume this will also have those, and like this might have a good chance of getting the Herba Mystica, which we can also get into later, which are very sought after items. Mm. But uh, yeah, to get to these though, because these are black crystals, you need to get two post games, which yeah. is doing a bunch of other stuff. There, uh, there's a lot of it's it's like fetch questy. I liked it though. I kind of like. Yeah, no, the, the games are the the post game is like better than other games have had, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm actually pretty. I'm pretty happy with a lot of this game. Like, I don't have a lot of complaints other than like performance issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of not Scarlet and Violet, <laughs> um, you guys remember Unite? Me neither. Sometimes. Well, guess what? Urshifu is being released next Thursday, December 1st. So, yeah. Cool. That's cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Is it? Do, do they have both? Shammy, do you know this? If they have both uh, Single Strike and Rapid Strike? Yes. So how oh, it okay. works is mm. kind of like Scyther Season. It's like Scyther, pick, yeah. That's what I imagine. You pick a move, and depending which move you pick, you change different forms. But I, I believe I the other move doesn't change at all. It's been a while. I just know there are... No, I know no, there's Single that, Strike and Rapid that, Strike or Shifu. That, ch- that checks out. That's what I just assumed there would be, Um, and it would be very weird of them to have just selected hmm. uh, and not the other. So I, I completely understand. I was just I was just curious. I mean, it, I, I guess in the retrospect, it's a stupid question, but... <laughs> It, well, it's fair because again, they it's they ever like some of the advertising I saw early on wasn't even up. It was um, what was it, it, it was just <laughs> uh, it was like single strike only, I think. Yeah. So, like some of the yeah, but you know, it's both of them. Uh, well, we'll continue. Tell us more. So, Pokemon Go, um, you can finally continue the Cosmog event, and you can evolve it, uh, the Cosmoum. Uh, Yay! So I did that today. I haven't done that. I I like got Cosmog Uh, and I haven't done any of the research since, so I probably have so much to catch up on. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I forget how long this is going on for. They're just like, I don't know. They've been really dragging this one out. But finally, you can evolve them and things happen. I mean, I really like their season long research thing they do. It does make sense to some extent. I just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes to keep up with Pokemon Go, it has to be my life. And I just can't. I I can't. my, My commitment is like full dude my my commitment to go is mostly minimal like i say this is my bathroom game for a reason man i wish i could like, do that the problem is like i see pokemon go and then i'm like i gotta i gotta be good at this right and, no, and, then, don't. <laughs> and then i like play it and i'm just like yeah i'm pretty good at pokemon go and then like i die off and like i don't play it for three yeah. or four months 
Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's fine too. I just, I just log in daily and do the things I got to do. I try. And occasionally I remember things. But Definitely try. I don't know. Yeah. I only do it when it's a good, a good, uh, what's it called? Um, community day. And then I just turn uh, it down for another seven that's months. That's fair. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, uh, Puckle's Pokey Prediction, the part of the show where we just make wild guesses. Do you think there are going to be other Pokemon released via raids before, uh, before they're available through home? Like the Charizard? I think it's very possible, Probably. but I don't know. I like I could see I, I could so see with, it with the lack with the frequency that was kind of garbage in Sword and Shield. I could see them just dropping the ball here. It, because God, they the don't, though. I don't. I I mean, I would love for them to. I would love for them to do like the like the Galar starters are in the code, so they could do the Galar starters. That would be I, a very easy win, in my opinion. Or you could even do the Gen Six starters that are in the code. That's a very easy win. Oh, uh, Gen Six, nice. Yeah, the the problem is they've shoe, they've boxed themselves in because they were idiots and they put Venusaur and Blastoise in the code, but they put Charizard in, which I am uh, slightly upset about. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's pretty weird. I I don't Charizard like that. Favoritism bugs me. I get it, but I hate it. Like I can I can forgive the Charizard favoritism in Gen Eight, where they're just like only Charizard's available pre home, and they could have done that here, and then like we could transfer in our Blastoises and our Venusaurs. And I assume they're coming in some update, DLC or otherwise. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Because there's no way there's no way you only keep Charizard because the fan base is already kind of like peeved at it. And it's all like if they wouldn't have done it two gents in a row, I think it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened in Sword and Shield is they introduced all those uh, yeah. Gen 1 starters at once. They're like, oh, by the way, here's this. Yeah. So. I, I mean, you keep the Gen 1 starters in. I think they're all mascots of the franchise. And I think it's stupid yeah. for them to only celebrate Charizard. But well, they they know their audience. No, like, they, really they really do. They really do. They, I mean, they know I, their audience. We don't. We don't count. Like I, I'm going to be completely no. honest. We don't count, right? No, everybody who played Pokemon, like the Charizard, is the one of the most like yeah recognizable mons. No, people love Charizard. That's why there was a Charizard Ultra yeah. Premium collection for the TCG recently, and uh, it's why every TCG set that just has Charizard in it is more expensive than any other tra- TCG set. Is because, it really? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it really is because okay, so like the Pokemon trading card game, like we talk about it competitively all the time, but if you think about the number of Pokemon cards sold versus the number of people playing the game, most people are collecting it. <laughs> they're they're not playing it. And they just want the Charizard mm-hmm. card. They just want the very pretty alt art. Yeah, they just want the Charizard card. Uh mm-hmm. which is actually why we got the it's kind of the reason we got the Charizard Ultra Premium collection this year. Uh because there's a, a set that came out in Japan called like V Star Universe, which is Got like all of these really pretty alt art cards, and they had a, they had a Charizard G, V or a Charizard V Max and a Charizard V Star and a Charizard V that were all these gorgeous arts that you can get as promos in the Ultra Premium Collection, but they were in the normal set in Japan, and so that set's getting adapted to the U.S. in January, and they didn't want that set to like get driven up in price, so they made the Ultra Premium Collection and took the cards out, which is very promos. nice. I yes. I am glad I'm glad that that thing has been printed to death. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that, that was the one thing, like, me who collects, like, I collect Black Star promos, like, the the numbered promos. When I see a Charizard, I see three of them part of a collection of, like, a like hundred-something dollars. That makes me very scared. Because that's, like, how much am I going to dish out for three cards now? Like, because mm. pre-sales were ridiculous. Like, people were selling that thing for, like, it's $130. They were selling this thing for, like, 300 And the, even the promos separately yeah. were each, like, 100 if not more. Yeah, it's it definitely so gone dumb. down now. Oh yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, but like, I'm just glad that thing is openly available <laughs> and not they they printed it to death, which is yeah, glad. I'm glad. But yes, Charizard mm-hmm. has been stupid 
uh, in terms of the regular Pokemon community, and oh. it's uh, it's very uh, unfortunate for Blastoise fans and Venusaur fans around the world. Yeah, which is yeah. too. Bad. I, I get more annoyed right. by Charizard than something like Pikachu, which is kind of. I'm kind of Pikachu's the mascot. Pikachu, yeah, I can't be mascot. mad at. I can't be mad at yeah, Pikachu. I, no, actually, you know what? You know, honestly, having a kid change the way I bleed. I, I like interact with Pikachu or think about Pikachu. Like, because it made me realize, like, Pikachu is for the kids. Yeah, like it is. It is there as for a specific reason. It's. I think it's, Charizard is kind of the same way. It's the Winnie the Pooh of Pokemon. Yes. Like it. It is Disney's Winnie the Pooh, but for Pokemon. Um, quite literally. That's why actually Pikachu is chosen as the mascot because they go, "There's not a yellow mascot outside of Winnie the Pooh," but he doesn't really count. So that's that's why Pikachu won. Fun Yay. fact. Fun fact. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, we're gonna wrap up the news here. That way we don't go on too many tangents about uh, TCG cards and uh, why Greninja needs to come back to the game fast and soon. But yeah, we are going to go ahead. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Hello and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Professor Snag with the rules. The co-hosts are working together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that you, the listeners, have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you for that introduction. We are going to go ahead and jump right on into the Poke Quiz. We Our first question this week, guys, is going to come to you from Anher. Reminder, by the way, that this is all Gen 8 stuff, nothing Gen 9 yet. Um, and this is from Anher. What is the only move in the game that PP Max will not work on? PP Max? PP Max. Prior to Gen 9, obviously. Is there something that only has, like, one... I know the I know the new one! <laughs> there is a new one that would, this would actually... Yeah, that would actually work on this. But there is an old one. I have no idea what this could be. Um, oh. Oh. It's Sketch. Oh. But I don't okay. think anything else has, like, a one-use PP or anything like that. Or would, like, allow you... Because Sketch just takes the move. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, I'm done with that. Sketch is correct. Uh, Sketch only has one PP, so it cannot have more than one. And also, the move disappears, so that defeats the purpose anyway. So yeah, it just it it just swaps the move out. You use yeah. it, and it takes the move, and then you're gone. It's gone. Oops. Yep. All right. So you guys are one for one. I hope you played Pokemon Conquest because that's the only question I have oh, left. Uh, this is from <laughs> Batista. What Pokemon is the Ransai region from Pokemon Conquest shaped like? Pokemon is the the Ransai. Oh, the region in Pokemon this. Conquest is shaped like a Pokemon. Oh god, what is it? I the only thing that's coming to mind is the Rayquaza because I know that was part of the thing, and I feel like they would have gone with that seeming. But I don't think that's right, and I don't know anything otherwise. I don't. I haven't played it in years, and I definitely don't remember what I it was. I think it's Ar- I think it's Arceus. Arceus. That could be Arceus. that could be neat. That would make sense actually. For like I a remember looking historic. at this map a long time ago and being like, "That's weird." <laughs> never <laughs> Honestly, I like Arceus more because it seemed like that's more of a reason for them that they would do is like make it shaped after that. Yeah, that's then weird. like 
I think. Well, I mean, like you know, I love, I, I, I love that answer. Game. I love that answer. Hey, I'm trying my best here, Thatch. <laughs> I know, I know you do, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm going with Arceus because I don't. I, I'm good hey, with it. I because yeah, Rayquaza is just something that came out of the top of my head, so I was like, uh. Arceus, Arceus, Arceus is correct. Woo! We're gonna all uh, pronounce it differently. It is Arceus, 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 Arceus. I, Arceus? I, I, I will always say Arceus because that is the way it should be pronounced. I don't care what anybody I, says. No, no, that's okay. It's okay uh, to be wrong. That Arceus. I mean, okay. They said it. They said it as Arceus in several official media. Um, they I'm themselves are wrong. That. I I choose to ignore the facts. Uh, <laughs> but you guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. And we're going to get this one from Snackard. Oh, no, we used Snackards last week. We're going to use the one from Zay Paladin. It's Pokemon Sword Entry reads, a Pokemon that was feared as a forest guardian. It can read the foe's mind and take preemptive action. Who's that Pokemon? Ooh. Forest guardian that reads the Pokemon's mind. Man, okay. Um, it sounds so, okay. So there's there's two that come to mind that are forest guardians. There's shift. There's like Shiftry, and um, gosh, the and Trevenant. Like those are both like defenders of the forest in their mm-hmm. Pokedex entries. I remember. So I think it's one of those two. Hmm. And I, I think Trevenant is all about like raising trees up to like surround people and beat them up, and then they're like afraid of fire types. So yeah. maybe Shiftry. I. I don't know what do you think. It doesn't sound like Shiftry to me. I'm thinking Shiftry the Tengu, essentially. Yes, it is. It, and I don't it's all know about it, being a forest guardian and like. It's also about like I think it has entries on wind and such too. Yes. That's why I'm like, yeah, it's like fans. Yeah. Um. Because first thing came to mind was Celebi, but I know it wouldn't do a talk about right. time. Yeah, it's all about time. Isn't yeah, we're talking about thing. time. Wouldn't be talking about reading people's minds. And this was a sword entry, right? This was a sword entry. Yes. Okay. Um, because I'm trying to think, it sounds like it'd be like a grass psychic or even like at least a grass type, you know? Oh, definitely grass type. Yeah, yeah. I think there's only like a couple mons that really, like I said, they only call themselves as like guardians of the forest. Yeah. And, and I think those are the two. There might be I more. I kind of, I kind of want to lean toward, um, Trevenant, really? to be honest. See, I feel like, I, don't, I feel like I can less see a ghost sure about being Trevenant. able to read minds more than the ghost type? I don't know. I, I, Cause I don't think it. I just don't think a dark type would read minds. I mean, you have a okay. You have a dark type that predicts disasters. I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's fair. Actually, that's kind fair. of vague on what dark actually means in terms that's of like true. magical You're not abilities. Wrong. Um, I'm gonna need an answer. Oh, here, guys. We, we get, we I'm, get okay with, two, I'm okay we with. I'm okay with Shiftry. Right. I'm okay yeah. with Shiftry. Shiftry. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Shiftry is correct. That gives you guys there two right, points but... here. That gives you two points uh, okay. on this question. And the other entry we had today was from Pokemon Pearl. You guys were going to kick yourself if you advanced or not Shift Tree because it just says, by flapping its leafy flan, it can whip up gusts of 100 feet per second that can level out. Yeah, houses. that would have been instantly, yeah. I, yeah, that you guys have just been like, oh, I guess it's Shift Tree. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you guys, you guys got it there. This next question is your multiple answer question. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven answers. Uh, for every three of them you give me, you get a point. For up to two points, if you get all seven, you can pat yourselves on the back. Uh, this is from Lucario1. Everyone knows that Clefable is able to use multiple moves as part of its Unite move. What moves can it learn? Actually, you know what? Because it's Pokemon <laughs> Unite, 
Uh, just just name a move and you get a point. And you only need two points here. Maximum two points. An a move that it that, can just Yeah, use. and you have three three strikes and you're out. You can, you just have to lock in some answers. All right, Shamu. <laughs> um, what do we got? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the move sets. Um, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to make sure I'm getting these right because I know a few things that are learnable. I'm just trying to make sure it's actually that Pokemon because I'm getting it mixed up with it's other ones. In my, in my, it's Cliffable. It's Cliffable. Yeah, I never. I, uh, and I, it's your like, move. Does no metronome? Is that one of them? It's essentially metronome, it and so then it just uses one of seven moves randomly. Oh, okay. it uses oh the what this unite move use? Because here's yeah. the thing: this was after my time. I know. Oh, uh, yeah. Th- um, I don't know unite stuff at all. What seven moves it uses as this unite? <gasps> I only need two of them. <laughs> I don't. They're all things that other Pokemon can use. I'm thinking. It's but I can't think of what they are. I'm thinking of like other things, and it's not what it is. I'm like, oh, oh, wait, no, that's something that Mew uses, but I don't know that that like because there's other Pokemon that just use the same moves. Yeah. Um. Dude, just just say them. We got. I'm gonna say shot in the dark. Surf. Surf is unfortunately incorrect. It's close to one though. Close. Hmm. Close to one. It's close. Close to surf. There's a move that's almost surf, but a little bit stronger. That Blastoise Uh... gets spin to win. Hydro Pump? Hydro Pump is correct. That is one. <laughs> that is um, one. Hydro Pump is Blastoise's Unite move, right? Uh, I, I don't like, know that. No, I don't think that's its Unite move. I think it just gets Hydro Pump. Not, as oh, one of it its, just gets Hydro Pump. Okay. Yeah, I think it just gets um, Hydro Pump. Does it get Frenzy Plant? No, unfortunately. Uh, one more know. strike. Think of- does it get something like, I don't know, like Hyper Beam or... <sighs> Or like pound? I don't really know what they. No, have. it'd be an. I don't. Soft boiled. I don't. Or yeah. you know, what's a what's a good fairy move? What would have fairy move on its move list? Because I think it gets like moon blast and like call mine naturally. Not, I'll tell you, not none of these are. Move. I'll tell you, none of these are fairy moves, Mark. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> did it is soft boiled one of them? I'm just gonna throw that. Unfortunately, no. no uh, okay. So you guys got one point here. Okay. As you strike out there. <laughs> the other moves you missed uh, that are definitely obvious and everybody should know are Splash, <laughs> Self-Destruct slash Explosion. What? Uh, hydro Pump, <laughs> which you guys got. Uh, hyper Beam, Fly, oh. Close Combat, and Block. Fly. Okay. Mm, sure. Yeah, okay. you totally missed yeah. those. You guys are horrible for not knowing and... All no, right. He said everybody knows at the beginning of the question, so... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I, I don't think everybody knew. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so this one is going to be from Snacker. This is your base stat question, as always. What Dark-type Pokemon has the lowest base attack of Dark-type Pokemon? Now, uh, I will say you did Ooh. get a point on the multiple answer question, so you could theoretically cash in your uh, hint if you did, got this correct and get a t- total of seven points. If you so desire. Oh, gosh. So, so, the... the lowest base attack of a dark type? Yes. Oh, gosh. Um. Um. Trying to think. Lowest base attack. Are there dark. Are there a baby dark Pokemon? Right. Like, what is that? Is there one? Is a thing? I don't think there is. Maybe. Maybe. Rat- maybe Rattata? No, Rattata would have a higher attack. It'd be oh, decent, at least. Would, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, it's, not gonna, it's not like. High, but it's not no. low. Uh, um, a weak one like Meowth. I don't know if that would be that low though. Meowth, 
I don't know, I think it's probably something lower than Lola Meows. Lower like, it, it's, it's low. It's, got, it's the same thing. It's low, but it's not, like, low. Right, yeah. You're right. If there's, like, a baby... I don't think there is... Is there a baby type? I don't think there was a baby dark type. No, I'm thinking no. more about that. Um, um, trying to think of, like, what are, something like... Something really basic, then, right? So, um, like, a Poochiena, that's probably higher attack. Um, maybe... Hmm. Same Galarian Zigzagoon for a second, but I think that's still higher. Oh, oh Zigzagoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what would that even be for attack? It can't be that high. I feel like it's like I feel I feel like it's forty five. That also might be like what the meow says. Oh, uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, uh bug me because I'm like I know there's something like some little like baby dark type that I'm just not not hitting. You do have the hint. Ooh, like Nicket? Hmm. Maybe Nicket is. Oh. It? Maybe that would be the the lowest. I mean, I don't know what it is, but that, we're talking like baby dark types, right? That's yeah. Um, kind of. Do we want to use a hint, or do we want to try to just take a shot? I don't know, man. You, you're you at think? you're at five right now. You'd walk away with five points right now if you got it wrong, or you could get seven, or you can get six if you use the hint. Probably. I can't really think of anything, and I don't. I think the things I'm thinking of are too close together. I'd rather just take the sh- take. I'd rather just use the hint and just. Okay. Settle with yeah, the that's six. Fine. We can use the hint. You're gonna take the hint. Yeah, take the hint. Uh, take the I hint. I am gonna tell you that this is a mono dark type uh, from okay. Gen Eight. From Gen Eight. Okay. So. So there's Nicket. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be Nicket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that did come out in Gen Eight that was a mono dark type? And I'm like, I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it is it. Nicket at this point. I think that is the case. I just want to just think for a minute because I'm like, evil also came out in that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah no because i just remember sievel having a decent like i felt like because i think the issue was with sievel had like an actual good attack staff but the special move pool was actually the only thing usable on it so you had yeah. to use a special yeah i know mm. something like that and that's why i'm getting it mixed up and i'm thinking it's better than it is i think it's i think it's gonna be nicket right yeah let's just say nicket nicket is correct okay. uh you guys actually named like the top th- or the bottom three <laughs> In your uh, yeah. discussion, actually. Um, Nicket's got a base attack of 28. Galarian um. Zigzagoon follows it up with a base attack of 30. And then Alolan um. Meowth follows that up with a base attack of 35. Okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah, like, so, you know, I know they're low, but I'm like, mm, they might be a little higher, because I know also Persians got, like, an attack stat. Like, yeah, you did it's one of those weird things. Yeah. And so you guys got six points there. So we're going to go ahead and total that up because that will change up the standings because everybody is close in their race to 30 points. And uh, it does uh, it does affect people's egos, I guess. I don't know. Uh, not mine. Uh, so in first place, we have Seth Vila with 20 points. In second place, we have Linian with 18. In third, we've got Mark with 14. Ooh. In fourth, we've got Dr. Shamu with 13. In fifth, we've got Whimsicott with 12. In a tie for six, we've got Claude and Shark Finnegan with 11. In eighth, we've got Sublime with seven. And in ninth, we've got a tie between our Sigma and Jushira with six apiece. Uh, tune in next week for more Puckles Pokey Quiz if you want to find out the exciting conclusion. Until then, well, it's not even a conclusion. We have like 20 more points to go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We've at least <laughs> yeah. got like two weeks to get us yeah. from the highest point. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're pretty good. Uh, well, you're going to 40 points now, not 30. Oh, you said 30 earlier. So uh, I'm at 40. We're going to 40. 40. Yeah, we're going to 40. Okay, so then, yeah, no, you've got, like, you've yeah, got, you a got a while. Yeah, you got a while. You got a while. Yeah. All right, so we're going to kick it on over then, guys, to the topic. 
we have another review this week from iTunes from Boy Jeff. Amazing. Five stars. I just started listening this year, but I've loved it ever since. Well, thank you for that. And if you would like to review us wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It would help us out. On top of that, you might be able to be right on the show. Well, until then, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be a more of a spoilery review. Please, if you don't want too much uh, spoilers, we are going to talk about Pokemon designs and some story elements today. You can skip ahead and go straight to the mailbag. We are going to go ahead and jump into a more comprehensive review than we did last week, where we just kind of gave our first impressions of the game. I believe all of us have beaten like the main stories, like the main three paths so far. Um, I know Shamu and I have completed the game. I know you haven't quite completed completed it, Mark. There are some things that do occur after those three stories that we aren't really going to touch on too much outside of Pokemon designs. So I don't want to really get into it too much just so that we don't spoil uh, most of the post game for you guys. I know that we're like uber Pokemon fans. So we think finish things a little bit faster than normal people have the time allotment for. Mm -hmm. Definitely bear with us. With that aside, though, I do want to ask you guys very quickly because we did talk about it last week or just like our general feelings about the game and how what we enjoyed and what we didn't enjoy so far mostly so people can get their frame of reference but also i know you guys want to get it off your chest <laughs> <laughs> i will let you guys go ahead give me like a couple minutes of just like your feelings on the game we'll start with you shamu you let us know how you feel so far they are good games made poorly that's like the general tldr that's good games made poorly and i will me personally i've played worse games than this so like, even with the graphical things and the crashes and stuff like that, like, is it rough? Yeah, do I like it? No. I would say in terms of Pokemon games, it's the most, it's the buggiest that we've had in a while. That is definitely true. I think you could make the argument that, like, Red and Blue were kind of buggy as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred, yeah. At least those are, like, endearing bugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the age of 20 years. You know, like, we didn't know a lot of things then than now, you know? I think there weren't as many computer programmers back then, right? So, like, we could all, yeah. uh, we we all stared in awe at Missing No. Like, does it chug here? It chugs a little bit here and there, but I have noticed it less and less. I've gotten, like, I guess I've gotten used to it, but, like, it's one of those things that, like, it, it's not, like, I just haven't really, it, it rarely, like, throws me so off right now. Mm. I noticed it a lot at the very beginning, but as you yes. get through the game, it's not that bad. You'll still run into it, of course. There's no actual, like, running from it. But it's yeah. still a fun game. You can play... Like, there are good games that look really bad and act poorly. Like, you have... Those games exist, you know? You can have... An, you can enjoy buggy games that are made poorly. Because they can still be good. Like, Skyrim exists. The Fallout game... Like, well, mainly Bethesda, I can go... That's what I'm going to, I guess. Because people enjoy Skyrim for how many years? 22... 11 years now? Yeah, it's been way too long. It's still a beloved game. With all of its bugs and glitches and everything, you know? Yep. Good games made poorly. Uh, what about you, Mark? You know, um, I feel like I can't really talk about this game without comparing it to Arceus and sort of how I interacted with Arceus as a game. Um, when I first started up Arceus, I was kind of like, I don't know about this. This is going to probably be really weird. And I ended up loving it. Um, and I ended up being really excited for play. You know, I played, you know, quite a bit of it while it was new. And I mean, just, just, you know, just absolutely love that game. Uh, when I played this game, I, I started off being really excited and, you know, the performance issues were kind of like a big, Oh, like seeing everybody kind of, you know, at like three frames per second or whatever it is, you know, in the yeah. opening scenes. And I think Shane was right. It's really easily, uh, identifiable in the beginning of the game. 
Um, especially with the more cut scenes, the more like things happening on where they're trying to like, you know, show you, show off the cool features and the, you know, the, the, the world that you're in. Um, but I found myself a little less excited, uh, to play the game ultimately as a result of, uh, that. I also felt like, you know, comparing it to Arceus, the, it was really difficult to go from that style of interacting with your environment and interacting with the Pokemon to what is in Scarlet and Violet. Uh, because I felt like it's that middle road between traditional Pokemon and what was available in Arceus in terms of interactivity. You know, you're not necessarily sneaking up on Pokemon in the same way and like trying to avoid them, but it's kind of in the middle. And I felt like that wasn't as fun. And, you know, I know that some people are, I think that's okay. And I got used to that over time, but I felt like it definitely was not as engaging. Um, I feel like Arceus, that level of, in, um, interacting with your environment and, you know, being more strategic about engaging Pokemon was really nice. It was a really great way of doing things. I think you're looking at two different games, though, that are specifically made for two different people. It is, but I, like I said, it's hard to not compare them. I don't disagree. I felt like it was let down as a result. I'm going to flip on that because I was playing Arceus again, like right up before the Scarlet Violet launch. Mm-hmm. The thing that I liked for Scarlet and Violet, despite bugs, compared to Arceus, was how easy it was to enter a battle compared to Arceus. Sure. Arceus, like, really, they made some intentional decisions in how the game flowed to make it really painstaking to try to battle a Pokemon. I'm not even talking about, like, the battle system, but, like, in terms of, like, the flow to, like, throw the Pokeball out there and, like, initiate the battle, it was kind of slow and clunky. I agree. Maybe that's the sacrifice they needed to make. Like I said, it was very hard to go from that level of engagement. That was the most fun I've had exploring a Pokemon game ever, was going around and sneaking around and, you know, trying to sneak up on Pokemon or, like, you know, trying to throw bait at them or stuff like that. And I think that level of engagement with the overworld, because, I mean, when, it, when we talk about open world with Pokemon and people will always bring up other games, but, you know, the reality is the Pokemon are what makes the open world awesome in the game. You're comparing a Red Delicious to a Granny Smith, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, no, and that's, that is a fair point. They're very different games. Two different flavors of Pokemon games, right? And I think it was to be expected. That's kind of the point, right? Of Legends Arceus existing, because I think Legend, more Legends games are going to come, literally just based on the sales numbers. Yes. We were talking about Let's Go Johto rumors being a thing. I think Arceus has sold more copies than Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee combined. And it was, it was one game. I thought it was below still. Okay, it's probably there, though. By It didn't even have a Christmas yet. That game hasn't had a Christmas yet. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. They were the beginning of the year. They haven't actually had a good... They haven't had Black Friday sales or anything like that. Well, they'll have it, like, today and tomorrow and Cyber Monday. Exactly. And so, like, this is the first Christmas that PLA has. I, I don't think it's going to get, like, the Christmas boom that, like, you know, you got for Eevee and Arceus. Garland and Violet's going to get it more than that, for sure. Mm. Part of the uh, post-Dexit world makes it so that that game is still relevant even though scarlet and violet came out mm. especially with like pokemon home coming out in probably february time frame where we're going to be able to transfer in a lot of those Hisuian pokemon because they've been very very blatant in showing off that Hisuian pokemon are coming to scarlet and violet yeah one the initial trailer for scarlet and violet showed a Hisuian zoroark like straight out the gate and it's like this is there and then they also showed in the press release for uh for Pokemon Home connectivity, they did show Cleavor and Ursula, uh, Cleavor and Ursaluna, I believe, in the images. So we know that these guys are coming. Mm -hmm. We also know from the data mines that these Pokemon are in the code. They're they're on their way. More excitingly for me, 
because this is a big concern of mine, is that Pete Block and Black Augurite, the items that evolve Ursaring into Ursaluna and Scyther into Cleavor, are both in the game code. Are they really? Yes. Uh, they're in Scarlet and Violet's game code, and it makes me very happy. Huh. I'm a little worried because I got that hype too with Beast Ball being in the code, and then it will never, in uh, BDSP, and it never was. My imagination is it'll be relevant in the DLC. A different concept of item, because like Beast Ball is a Pokeball you can catch. You can transfer something caught in a Beast Ball, which is a different scenario, but it's still one of those things I'm like, oh. I absolutely agree with you. It could just be, uh, it, it's in the code though, and they like went through the like pain of making a sprite or sprite or whatever they call them nowadays. They made the, yeah, they made the icon for the image essentially. Yeah. They made the icons. Yeah. So I am very excited about that. At least PLA is still irrelevant because those are the games you have to go to to at least go get these things right now. And I, I do kind of like the way they're co- handling regionals now, at least. This might change with DLC because they did kind of remedy this in the DLC for Sword and Shield as well, where the only way to get a regional post home is to get it from the game that it came from Mm -hmm. currently. Like, we're not going to be able to get an Alolan Raichu without bringing an Alolan Raichu from either Sword and Shield or Alola right now. Right. Which is very exciting, actually. Same with Hisuian Pokemon. The only way to get a Hisuian Pokemon is to transfer them over. Maybe the the evolution unlock happens at some point as well. I'm honestly okay if it doesn't, but I can see why it'd be nice. I want it, honestly, for consistency. Like, if a Pokemon has an evolution, that evolution needs to exist in the game. Well, it needs to exist, but I'm, I'm okay not being able to evolve it in, in a new region. I'm not. I don't want regional evolutions. I think that's a terrible idea. Like, I hate the idea, because we got a lot of good ones this gen, um, in terms of, this is, like, semi-moving over, but we got, like, Annihilate, which is an evolution of mm-hmm. one of my favorite lines. I don't want that going mm-hmm. away. I don't want Ferrigiraffe going away, either giraffe rigs in this game and like these are so super simple like evolution methods by the way it's just like we gave him the signature move mm-hmm. and now it gets it they'll transfer to some extent like when hisuian quillfish hits from home comes it's going to be evolved evolve into overquill stuff like that but we're losing some but we're not gonna i don't think we'll lose all of them well i think the only one that's not accounted for is honestly weirder size shield bash is in the code is programmed in the game but you can transfer in a weirder that would have size shield bash, so that makes sense. We have the same evolution method in the game. Exactly. No, it is. It's there. It's just the fact that it might have to be. It might be something they didn't add in yet, or it might be an egg move. It's either going to be an egg move, or it's going to be. I haven't seen what its egg moves are actually, so I don't know for sure. Let me see if I can do a quick search on that. It'll either be an egg move or like a tutor move later on, or something. And it might even be an event thing that happens to her. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that as an event move, but that might be the case. It is an egg move. It is an egg move. Okay. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to start this uh, review of what we've played in the past few weeks. All right. I want to start with the story because that's like the meat and potatoes, I feel like, of this launch. The way I want to break it down is we can just have a small discussion about each of the story threads, the three main story threads that people may have played through by now. We have, you know, Starfall Street, Victory Road, and the Titan Pet. Let's start off with, I think my favorite one's honestly Titans. I think that was like the most fulfilling one of the three. That was the one that had the most story there. The other ones had something, but this was the most, like, actual story in the long run. I really enjoyed it. So each one of these has something to do with one of the three people that Nintendo announced originally. You have Arvin for the Titans, Penny for the Starfall Street, and then Nimona for the Gym Challenge. I really liked Arvin, honestly, because he starts off very cold to you, and then, like, you just sit and you're talking with him after you defeat each Titan, and it turns out that he's trying to heal his dog. The number of Pokemon that they introduce that are just dogs or bug types is so high. You're right. They're just like, we made all the dogs this gen. 
it was really good uh because he's trying to heal his mabos mabostiff is that what's mabostiff mabostiff that's it that's it mabostiff uh which is the dark type dog evolution and he's trying to heal it because it got into a battle in uh in area zero and it got injured and he heard that the herba mystica is the only thing that could probably heal him and bring him back and you slowly see the dog get better. At the same time, your Coridon or Miridon is getting more abilities to be able to fly and climb. It's essentially giving you the uh, giving you the ride Pokemon from PLA. Yeah, so you're slowly unlocking the ride ones, and depending on which one Titan you do, depends on which uh, which ability you get. And- Absolutely, and he just like opens up to you, and he, he it turns out Arvin's actually the uh, the son or daughter of Professor uh, uh, Sada or Professor Turo. I think you find that mm-hmm. out really early on. You do, you do. Just- he says it right when you meet him. Right when you meet yeah. him, you get you get your uh, bike. He is very good about. It. I don't know. I really enjoyed that story. It was very touching. I agree. That was a good. It was, a, it was like nice to actually have a decently written like emotional story. It was really good. I like for a Pokemon game. Like for a Pokemon game, it was really good. Yeah, I was gonna say that's my of all the all the games I've ever played. I feel like that one's the one I was like, this is actually a story that I feel something. <laughs> These have been the best stories. In a long time, if not ever. I will honestly say all three of them were pretty good. I like I don't think any of them were bad. I think all three were good. Even like the worst one to me was like even better than some other Pokemon games in their whole. I agree with this. No, it, like yeah, so t- Titans was very good though. I, I really liked it. I thought it was very, very good. And I really hope that we get more of that. And uh the thing that was really bad for me this might this might have just been my experience but i've been having issues like when it tries to do like the black screen and then pause and load up the next cutscene thing it just takes forever yes i had the same thing this is gen- definitely like a performance thing and not like intended because like there's a thing where uh, after you get like the fifth titan and the fifth herb mystica like there's still like kind of questions and doubts whether mobustiff like dies or not and it just goes black for like for me for like 15 seconds and I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, this is the dog dying. <laughs> I'm like, this is horrible. Why would you do uh-huh. this? And so thankfully, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but because <laughs> this game is not scared to talk about death. Okay. Uh, no. Well, you know what? I had the exact same response, Thatch. It's funny you mention that because that exact yeah. same thing happened to me. I'm just like, oh my God, does it die? <laughs> <laughs> It was Pokemon bold enough to do this because I'm going to be really upset that they were. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine that. Fifth are all five. It slowly gets better and better. Eat the fifth one. It just keels over. That'd be so me. Oh, my God. Just croaks. And that's it. Maybe it just, like, wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Like, Well, you know, you see it getting better throughout each one. Like, oh, it cannot, it opens its eyes. Right. Actually. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it barks. And then the last one where it's like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. There's like, there, there's, like, getting better, but there's, like, getting fully healed. You know, those are two different yeah. things. And my mm. concern was, oh no, it didn't get fully healed. Actually, I felt bad battling it for that reason, right? Because I'm like, yeah. I'm like, really, I'm gonna battle this thing after you get back to full health. <laughs> yeah, he wants to battle you afterwards, and it's just like, it's just like, uh, are you sure you want me to do that? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> we're super yeah. happy to do it. We have to talk about his team though. His whole team is food based, and it's great. It is, though. Yeah. it is. Like the fact that he has like he has the chili pepper mod, he has cloister, he's got the salt mod, he's got the- yeah. that's true. Yeah, he's the only like two he doesn't have that are food are like Greedent and Mabostiff, but he also has the new uh Tentacruel. Greedent is kind of food related. Yeah, so he's got like a bunch of food based mods. Oh, he has like does. it's so good, so good. I think from here a good place to pivot is. 
I want to talk about Victory Road because I think that's like honestly the next strongest. You think so? And you know what? I don't. I say this like unironically too because one, it's really good that you can tackle the gyms in any order. There's an intended path. There's definitely an intended path. Yeah. I mean, I'm not upset about because it's a Pokemon game. How else are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Which is perfectly fine with me. And I want there to be challenges that like, because my favorite thing was this game, one, the gym leaders had really good AI. Oh, the AI in this game has been improved. Like you can see certain yes. things, but speci- um, one I know I caught specifically was uh, Iono. Yeah. Because Hermes Magius will, it will always confuse Ray if you are not confused and then it will hex. And then sometimes it might slap in a charge beam, but like it has the AI program to do these organ, like in this order and do things it's like, oh, okay, I see. I need to keep an eye on stuff. They talk to the guys who built the teams for BDSP, I swear. Because, like, BDSP, I, so, like, we we will poop on BDSP all day. They might have made an internal decision, and that happened around the time with BDSP. Well, so BDSP's development time was actually pretty short for a Pokemon game. It turns out it was only, like, a year and a half, which is explains a lot of the performance issues that BDSP had out the gate, and is just another problem in the gaming industry as a whole, where, like, developers are getting crunched. Probably the same thing happened with Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Say what you will about BDSP, but the AI on the teams was fantastic. The team building that they did, like, they told them don't touch anything about this, about base diamond and pearl, except you can do whatever you want with the teams. And they updated it and made them incredibly, incredibly tough. If you actually like, especially if you're nuzlocking BDSP, very, very rough. They transferred over that same kind of AI to Scarlet and Violet, and it's very good. I mean, also, they kind of have like the same type, same deal that BDSP did in Diamond and Pearl in general, where they built gym teams not just based around Pokemon, but types of moves. The Pokemon are all the same type because they Terra type, like they're not their ace, but they're one non, they're one non type mon. But those Pokemon typically have a move of that type and it allows them to do some funky synergy things. Gracias. Like that Zuduudo is incredibly scary because that's like, that's tech, it, well, in the hierarchy of like the gyms, that's gym number two. You might have like a second, like if you're if you're trying to keep it to scale, you'll have a second stage or first stage evolution for like things. But like having the raw coverage and yeah, being a pseudo wudo with the base sets it has is insanely scary. Yeah, it's great. I loved it because I I've lost that thing once or twice. I just had to go like, I, okay, I got to go level up more. I guess I need to go do something else because I just couldn't. I that pseudo wudo. Honestly, like the difficulty level in this game itself is very good. Like it's very good. This is probably the best, the most difficult Pokemon game I think I've ever played in general. Like, I don't know. Uh... I would say yes, but it it, com- it's, it feels the same way as Arceus, where it's difficult unless you embrace the broken things that are in the game. Because there are definitely <laughs> broken things in I mean, this game. Yes, yes, that, that's true. But oh, for sure, this is like one of the this is introduced the most broken things I've seen in a game. That's definitely true. Yes, population bomb, rage fist, last respects. Yep. Yes. Palafin. Yeah. Palafin, yeah. Palafin. <laughs> Victory Road, though, I also thought Nimona was a very good rival. I just really like her attitude. I like it because it's not quite Gary Blue from the originals, where it's just like in your face, like, I'm better than you. She's obviously better than you because she's like, I'm going to weaken myself for you so that we can have a fair fight. Well, you might not she's a champion already at the beginning. She's not the champion, but she's a champion. Like, she's at the, she's at the higher ranks. I like how they handle the lore in this one. That's actually pretty good. I don't like that they're still doing the thing where they pick, you know, your rival picks the Pokemon that is weak to yours. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is really dumb. She's trying to go easy on her to on you too, which is part of the thing, and that's um a little thing like post game. If you talk to Namona, you find out that like she is like she 
wants to battle a lot, but she had to, like, force herself to be, like, worse, because no one would battle her if she was too good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the, I think that's part of the things too, is, like, in the beginning, she's in that ma- mindset still. That's why she's so happy for you to be friends. And she's like, as you're getting better and beating her, and she's like, I can go all out. I can get, I can be, I can do, I can be more of myself and be better at battling and, like, actually use my talent. I think Nimona is, like, my, one of my favorite rivals, if not my favorite rival. Uh, yeah, she's, like, the, the actual, like, the battling rival. I think she is my favorite because... She's top tier. She is, like, they, these characters have so much to them. Yeah, oh my gosh. And it's been so long since we've had this in a in a game. It's been so long since we've had Pokemon characters with writing and development and just character. Right. It's been so long. I have to say, in all honesty, I think every single character has development. We'll talk about it here in a little bit, but, like, I think e- almost every character has development with the exception of some of the members of the Elite Four. And even then, it's only, yeah. like, two. It's, like, two of it's, them. It's technically three, but one of them is, like, yeah. kind of get the buy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, is- yes. <laughs> But yeah, Victory Road, very good. I like the gyms. I like everything. I think it's good. Yeah, the gyms were good. Yeah, I think it was good. I enjoyed I enjoyed the rap battle. I thought that was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed some of the gimmicks. I enjoyed like 50% of the gym challenges as well because they were very unique. Yeah. And there are a couple that were hot garbage, like the Psychic Gym Challenge. That was... Yeah. So like the little these are the equivalents of like little mini games or puzzles you'd solve before to get to the gym leader. They push you through a gym challenge, but all of them uh, most of the a lot of them were good. Like I'd say grass one was really good where you had to go find all the sunflora. Mhm. As much as people might poop on it, I like the olive one for the bug type gym where you had to kick the giant olive around. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I think it was cute. I've heard I've heard a complaint that like why use this when you could you could use this for so many other things but you didn't. But like you know what? They- I thought it was cute. I liked it. It's a cute thing. I see a lot of these little things as, well, it might not be the best way. I see them as tests. Like, this is something they're trying. They want to try it with their game and see how it works. And it's like, I just thought it was fun. It might not be the best way, but it is, yeah, it's a fun little thing. It's like, oh, we've never actually had something like that, you know? It's like the one-off. I'll take it. I thought Kicking the Olive was uh, was very reminiscent of previous Pokemon games anyway. Mm-hmm. It was no worse than any, any gym challenge we had done no. prior, right? Right. Yeah. I, but I thought it was cute to, like, make the noise and kick the olive. I kind of like this approach to to doing the pre-gym stuff, though. Compared yes. To, like, other games, yeah. most of the games, it's like you just beat whatever. Like, there might be a puzzle you solve or whatever, but most times it's just you beat who's ever in the gym. You just fight the trainer that they progress through this pre-laid-out yeah. maze with no yeah. other. Because the olive one, you can skip, like, the entire thing if you get lucky. Yeah, I know. Which is great. You can, like, go over the walls if like, you get a, you know how to do it and stuff. I loved all of these. I just thought it was very good. Um, I thought it was very good, and I really liked them. I will say there's one I didn't like, Thatch. Which one? Is it the psychic one? Because that was awful. Oh, I thought the one, the ice one was kind of lame. Ice one was not well made. The ice one was lame. It was, I was like, this is, this is too easy. They wanted you to play, uh, what is it, like, snow, snowboard 360? Um. Yeah, they wanted you to go through the race, mate, or the, the race, whatever, but like, I wouldn't have been upset with that if it wasn't, like, so slow and my character yeah. was stuttering on the mountain because it's how they... Because they used the skidding animation for the bike. You weren't yeah. actually moving. Yep. So they, they had to force you to go down. So like they're making you do the skid animation, and it was just mm-hmm. really jank to control. I think it was poorly done. I would agree with you. That one could have been done much better. I just don't know why they didn't. Yeah, the psychic one was pointless, too. I agree with that. It was like... That one I actually was so confused on because I did it. I'm like, am I supposed to do it multiple times? It, it was awful. Because I remember the first time I did it, I'm, like, spamming the button. I'm like, am I supposed to spam the button? He's like, no, you press it once, and then you wait for, like, a minute. <laughs> it's like, okay. 
Well, you know what's funny is I got them wrong the first time. They still progressed, so I was like, whatever. <laughs> it was just bad. It just didn't need to exist. Just to explain it, it was a it was like a Simon it was like a Simon Says type of thing where you like not even because. <laughs> It gives you it gives you an emotion, and you press the button corresponding to the emotion. Oh, I thought it was just a, a worse DDR. It, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I approached it. <laughs> no, no, it's a thing where you they they give you a, like like green face. You press yeah. like Y or X X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad, and then you just wait. It was like okay. It was like somebody came up with like four good ones, and then they phoned the rest in. Yeah, like that's what happened. I mean, maybe they were in a crunch in terms of design there. So I, yeah, I'll give them a pass because this is a very ambitious game. So they get like a couple passes. All right. Victory Road. Good. We all agree. The next one. Oh, boy. The next one is Starfall Street, where you, you are tasked by a mysterious person named Cassiopeia to take down Team Star by infiltrating their bases. You're at war with them. They have a code. They have a code where if they get beat up, they have to give up the base, which seems very stringent and weird king of the hill kind of king of the hill the king of the hill there you go yeah yeah this is king of the hill it, it's kind of cute my i think my favorite part about this is that director clavel clive you mean um, clive <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah he, he he disguises himself as hello fellow kids and calls himself yeah. clive the moment i thought that i was extremely happy i'm like i i love clavel i love clem clive it was great <laughs> it was great i love clive was clive was great i loved it and he was just trying to help out these kids. You learn a lot about lore about the school. Yeah. Okay. So after like going through that story, because it turns out that Team Star is just a bunch of misunderstood kids. So it's just Breakfast Club. Yes. Yes. They wanted to go make their own bases and beat up some bullies. I don't say an army, but they wanted to get a group of people together to stop the actual bullies. And then as soon as they confront them, the bullies just wimped out. Okay, we surrender. And it's like, well, we have the stuff built up. Now they're the bullies. It made them look like the bad guys. I actually loved it. The thing is, like, so many things happened, like, 18 months beforehand, according to the timeline. Not just the Team Star stuff, because, like, the Team Star stuff happens, like, a year and a half prior. And, but then at the same time, like, Director Clavel becomes the director 18 months prior. So he doesn't really know what happened. And he's trying to figure out what happened and save these, and save these souls. It's pretty intense, like, emotionally, like, it makes sense. And I think, honestly, a lot of Pokemon fans might be able to relate to that. I think so. Yeah, it was really nice to have the quote unquote villains have a uh, have like an actual backstory and a meaning and like have complicated meaning. Yeah, I would I wouldn't even call these guys villains. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even call them villains. No, yeah, they're not. There really aren't any villains in the game. They're just like it's like misunderstood people is what it comes down to be, and it's just like they're just misfits out in the out in the woods having their little base. I kind of like that though because that's like more. Yeah, I think that's more akin to real life for lack of a better word right like yeah real life nobody's really trying to be a bad guy Mm -hmm. uh you just come off that way because of the circumstances sometimes i i don't know it's just it felt very real i like the story the only thing i didn't like is that unlike the other two that like had some kind of twists and turns titans like the arvin definitely like those were that was just like i was on the edge of my seat making sure that dog didn't die And with like the gyms, it was just like, oh, this is interesting seeing like new gym leaders and all of the gym leaders have jobs and they like to proudly pronounce that to you. And this one's just like, oh, you're Cassiopeia. Yeah. This one is just like, oh, Penny, you're Cassiopeia. Cool. Yeah. Uh, because there's literally no other red herrings. Didn't see that coming. 
<laughs> and the thing is, she's going to be like the fan favorite of all of them because of I things know. she said and her team. She had a team of Eevee evolutions. I know. Her, and mm-hmm. her, her VVs. She watches anime. She has figurines in her room. She's got a whole, like, she's got an ultra widescreen, like, compute, like, monitor, and she's got a server rack in her room with, like, cu- with energy drinks and, like, ramen cups littered <laughs> everywhere. So people are going to go, I love you. <laughs> it's already happened. I don't disagree with you. Uh, I don't disagree with you, Shambu. <laughs> like, I just thought it was very underwhelming, like, the story, because it's just, like, the entire time you're like, okay, so this is what happened. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. I, I just, I liked, I liked the actual characters, the actual uh, base, like, at the bases and stuff. No, the characters were good. There's good parts of it. It's just the capstone was not as great as the others that's fair that's fair the best part to me was at the end before you fight cassiopeia because you were you were told to come and battle cassiopeia at the school and you run into director clavel and he goes it is i cassiopeia yeah the glass the gaslight (laughs) i was like wow this is actually a twist i didn't expect that and like how's penny involved maybe it's literally just like a coincidence (laughs) and then it just like quickly turns and it's just like no it's actually penny and it's like oh I do love that scene though, because in the end they get, they call him out for breaking the rules. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. They're like, you, you initiated a battle on campus and now you're going to get written up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, was it, uh, time comes out and just is like, time does it. Yeah. Professor yeah. time. Yep. Or miss so time. Good. I think all of these stories are great. Like they're great. I just think they're, some are better than others, but they're not bad. None of them are bad. There's little things about this one where it's like, it's not just the story I like, but all the little things that happen because of it. Like, the LP you get from Penny, she hacked the servers and, like, stole it. So she's committed, like, so She's committed multiple crimes. It's fine. And she just gets let, gets let off with, like, yeah, just help the, help the system. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. I want to pivot because we, we talked a lot about how there's really good character development in this game. Like, for most, if not all characters. I want each of us to, like, to do our favorite and least favorite. I, I have to say, like, I'm going to steal the favorite uh, from everybody, and you're going to have to think, but Larry? Larry? <laughs> Larry's my favorite. <laughs> he No, dude, he's the best character in that entire game. He is. He is. Larry is the best character in the game. He is so good. He is He is the best character. He's the normal type gym leader, and he he's literally just a normal guy, and he talks about business, and then he eats ramen. Is just like, I need to be about business. And, like, his entire identity is just, like, I'm a normal person. He, he eats the fried rice ball. It's not, not ramen. You gotta get the order right. Oh, it's not ramen. It's fried rice ball. That's true. That's true. He actually is in the Elite Four, which, one, upsets mm-hmm. me for several reasons, but... No, it, no it, it makes the point so much better. He's no longer the normal type person, though. He uses flying types. Yeah. Because his ace is just Star Raptor. No, his ace in the Elite Four is not Star Raptor. No, it's not Star Raptor in the Elite Four. It's Front Bird. The flamingo. Yep, it's flam flamigo. 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 Friend bird. But he is uh, the flying type. He is the flying type in the Elite Four because he has to fly above everybody to be able to see what's going on or something. It's when you do the stuff in the post game. There's there, there's gym leader rematches, yes. and yes. when you fight him at the end of it, he goes essentially like sometimes it's better to, like essentially comes down to like sometimes it's better to have your head in the clouds and see like just take take the long road or like take the scenic route. You know, just. It's a mentality of, yeah, he's a boring, normal guy, but he also does have his head in the clouds, too. It's like dream, like dreams and stuff, you know? It's, it's a cool, like, little metaphor of, like, the normal guy also just... And his name is Larry. Larry is good, too, yeah. I know. I love it. He's he's so good. He's really, really good. Also, he, he also mentions, to get by, he has to work two jobs. 
Jim and Elite Four. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> And then he just he like goes he goes on about how he's told not to work for overtime anymore. He's not allowed to do overtime and Yeah. Can't chit touch for too long, don't wanna Yes. <laughs> Boss will get mad. It's so good. Hassel? I Hassel's got a cute story though. He's got a good story though, because he ends up like he kinda has like the generic one if you watch the anime, but I guess the anime world isn't the uh isn't the Pokemon game world. Uh but like it's very similar to Iris in the anime where he's like the heir to run like a dragon clan, a dragon type person clan, and he decides not to because he wants to do art. <laughs> so it's it's really cute, and I really like it. Um, uh, but I, I mean, least favorite characters are definitely Rika and Poppy, though. I, I like Rika. I just wish Rika got more screen time. Like, Rika's got flair, and I don't. I want to see what she's got up her sleeve more than just like seeing her twice in the game. Yeah, I just think they were. I think they really just messed up in this game. Because, well, it, it not not too badly. I mean, there's just two characters for the Elite Four where they just don't develop them at all, other than being like, they exist. And then they just go, we're going to make a child, an Elite Four member, and not explain anything. Yeah, that just made me uncomfortable. Yeah, for so many reasons, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't like that at all. But, you know. Those are my least favorite characters in the entire game. Are the just, Poppy probably more so than Rika. Poppy is probably one of the, cause I, I didn't need to see, I don't know why we had a, an actual like kid without any reason. Like the only thing we got, like a weird hint was like she called Hassel grandpa and we don't know, I don't know if that's legitimate or not. I don't, it's weird. No, it wouldn't be because he's from the dragon type clan. So like, why is she a steel type, you know? Yeah. And I don't, like, again, like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't think so, but like, again, she's some random kid that just, so, did they just take her off the street? What, what's going on? I don't know. It's just really weird. I don't like it. No. It made sense. A lot of the gym leaders made sense. They have these jobs and then they're making sure that they're up to snuff and that they can actually do their jobs. And then the Elite Four is like, we have a literal child. Yeah, right. How are we supposed to take that seriously? Yeah. We have an interview and then you fight four of us in a single room. It, it didn't feel like the Elite Four felt really bad. So like I thought about that because a lot of people have said what you said, Shamu. The real answer for that for me was that I that the process of becoming a champion is more private. It's more of a private test for you to do, which kind of made that make more sense in retrospect. I think the thing that weakened it was, again, Rika and Poppy. You have two characters you didn't get much introduction with. You got a little bit with Rika, because you did the interview, too, and you got some of her character. Yes. With Poppy, there was nothing there. You're in a room, and if I remember right, the music for the fight was also either bugged or not there, really. I don't know. I didn't pay attention. I'll be honest with you. I didn't pay attention either, so I don't know for sure, but that's what I've been hearing from a lot of people where, like, the music was just not good or it was maybe messed up or something. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it, the Elite Four felt very, uh, it felt bland in a way. And, like, I get it, yeah, private, a private ceremony type of thing. Yeah, you want to know what that makes sense. I'm like, kind of okay with that concept, but it's just the fact that, like, it, it's just, I think, a little few little things there just didn't, they messed up a few little things to ruin that little experience, but then the, the final fight and then the fight after that made it work. All right, so... Do you guys have any other favorite characters and least favorite characters? Favorite? Um, I mean, yeah, I think you stole our favorites. Um, yeah, Larry's the best. Yeah, Larry. Larry's the king of SV. Yeah. Arvin, probably. Arvin was good for so many reasons. Yeah, I just, I, I felt like there was much more backstory and depth to him compared to a lot of them. And you haven't even gotten to the, like, the post story yet, which is... No. Oh, just wait. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, but uh, yeah, I mean for for me, I think that was that was definite win there. Yeah, Arvin's good. Least favorite though, I mean, pff, I don't know. It's hard to say. I I think I think Poppy's the easy one. That was the only character I would look at when when they popped up, and I was just like, ooh, 
I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it for so many reasons. It, it bothers yeah. me. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. What about you, Shamu? Yeah, was it a really weird, like, shoehorn in? And I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't even know what they're trying to go for. I like the Iona. I like the Iona because of the gym and the streamer thing it was a very fun experience type of thing. Just yeah, it being was. Able, like, it was a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Some people might not like it, but it was like a, it was a very fun little like, oh, cool, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And I know some people don't like the rapping granny, but you want to know what? I'd rather have that than other things that are possible. I liked it. Get the cringe rapping granny out of the way now instead of later on. I'm okay with it. They've, they've. I'm not even mad about that. Like I have no problems with it. I'm not really mad about it either. I've just heard complaints about it, and it's like, you want to know what? I have no problems with it. Really? I thought it was. I thought it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, with a fine time, with a fun little thing to see the rapping of like a little bit of comedy in the middle. It's like okay, yeah. cool, because the cashier doing the ra- like the rapping and just like ran. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I liked it. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, let's move on then. We've got a few other things uh, to talk about. So I want to go over some Pokemon designs. We're already like forty five minutes in, so I don't want to go too, I know. too long. <laughs> but so favorite Pokemon designs throughout this. I don't want to go into too much detail about too many things. That's like a whole episode, dude. I did have some favorites. <laughs> I mean, Clodzire is a good win, I think. Yes. Clodzire, the, the spiky fish. And I honestly really have fallen in love with uh, Toad's Cruel and Toad's Cool. Oh, have you seen their shinies? I have not seen their shinies, but I will, I'm sure they're fine. They're great because they, they're they like probably actually tailored, unlike the old shinies. So I, I really like them. think Conversion Evolution, I'm just scared of them a little bit. <laughs> I think they went to this conversion evolution idea to get rid of the uh, the different forms from regional forms mm-hmm. that they had. So they literally made regional forms without making them forms. Yeah, we got like three of those this generation. We got regional, we got those, and then we got other things. They're trying. I think they're trying to move away from regional forms because if you have regional forms, if you put the Pokemon in the game, then you have to put the regional form in the game, and they don't want to. They don't want to bottleneck themselves that way. So now that if Diglett's in the game, Alolan Diglett will be there, but not Wiglet. Wiglet doesn't yeah. have to be there. And vice versa, too, right? If Wiggly shows up, Diglett doesn't have to. Though we got Diglett in here anyways. We didn't get Tentacool, which was more frustrating to me, because I was like, oh, dude, yeah. Toad's cool. I would love to run a team with both Toad's Cruel and Tentacruel. I think that would be so much fun. Which is kind of cute. You could do that in, like, stuff now, too, because they don't have the same name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not the same species. I hope that they at least make DLC. Like, I hope Tentacool and Tentacruel make DLC, just so I can have a team with both of them in it. They have to meet. Like, come on, Game Freak. They have to meet. <laughs> Those are some of my favorites, though, thus far. I still really like the Titan. The Titan was so much fun to play through with, and then I think the other one I've... I, I went through and got it, and the Toddle is adorable. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. The Toddle to the Titan is, like, one of the best ice types we've gotten in a long time. If- I like that we finally got not-regional Pokemon that evolved with the Ice Stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other one I fell in love with was um Palafin. I, a lot of people hate it, but I love Palafin. No, Palafin is cute. I love that. I love that it's just Superman. I do, too. I love it. It's great. It's so good. It's just That thing is a monster. It's just slacking. It's actually pretty good, yeah. Which one of the changes form is just essentially slacking without a downside. Yeah, I I don't know, guys. There's so many I liked in this generation. I mean, the the one that really surprised me that I was going to like, the because I love Claude Sire. I think Claude Sire for me was like definitely a win. Um, and I knew I like uh, Cyclozar, um, but the one that I wasn't expecting to like, but I really enjoyed, uh, Scovillain. Really? That, that's one of the ones I know pe- people don't like, too. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's a very controversial. I, I enjoy it. I think it's interesting. 
Yeah. I like it only because of the novelty, I think. Yeah. That, that's, that's where I'm at. But I, I feel like I had to get it because I, I love spicy food and mm. I love peppers. And I feel like I was like, no, nah, I love grass types. So I was like, you know, this is going to be awesome, you know, grass and fire. But, you know, I was like, actually, this thing is pretty rad. I enjoyed using it quite a bit. Um, so it was on my team from pretty early on. I have to say, this is like the first Pokemon game in a, honestly, in ever where I'm like, play- so I'm still finishing up the Pokedex and finishing up the game, but I'm sitting there like planning my next playthrough. Yeah, dude. Because I'm sitting there like, I want to do this again and I want to go a different direction and I want to go mm-hmm. catch these Pokemon and go through the mm-hmm. game this way. I am having an absolute blast, like just doing that. And I mean, I, I have Violet. I've played Scarlet. So like Violet, I'll just play again myself. Mm. I, I'm like already planning it because I'm like, I will play this game at least one more time, if not multiple. Yeah, I felt very much worse. Like, I might not like all these designs, but you know, like, I'm glad they exist. Like, I'm glad we got a pepper poke, a fire grass like pepper. Like, I'm glad we got some of these. Like, I don't like the bugs, but I'm glad there's a couple new things to play around with. Like, the olive tree is kind of cool. Like, I'm glad that exists for someone. Mm-hmm. I think low kicks is pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not mad about low kicks. Well, I'm glad we got like a, we got a Power Ranger mon, which is kind of funny. I love that, uh, that exists now. Which one's the Power Ranger mon? Low kicks. Well, no, it's, that's, uh, the, um, it, that's what it's supposed to, it's, it's got the whole, no, like, it's, what, how, I don't know how you pronounce it, like, Kamen, Common Rider? Oh, you're talking about Common Rider. Common Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Common, yeah, it's the Common Rider stuff. Yeah, it's Tokatsu yeah. or whatever you call it, the variations of it. That's different than Power Rangers. That's different yeah. than Power Rangers. It's the same type of thing in my mind, and everyone else feels the same way except for you, I think. Because I'm an actual Power Rangers fan. <laughs> oh, the other one that I loved, uh, Dosh Bun. Absolutely loved it. It grew on me. I loved it. That was one of the ones, like, everyone's been eating shiny, and I, that was mine. When I saw it, I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not offended by you. Uh, it, it stayed on my team. It was it was one that I caught like early on and I was like, Yep, you're staying with me and I no regrets. I just sat there and I go, We need another dog, huh? We had to we had to do it again. <laughs> we got the four the three dogs. The, the the fairy, ghost, and dark dogs. Yeah, we had to get three dogs this Like time. I, I'm glad like these are things where I'm like, I'm glad we got these because they're gonna come up and again in another game. And so it was like the I feel like a lot of Pokemon in this game were just all like some of them might be just for like references for like Spain and stuff like that but like some of them felt like we're gonna add this pokemon so we can use this in a future game and have another dog that we could like different dogs we can splash together no it's gonna be really good this was like building a foundation like the bugs too like oh here are these bugs be like this little bug line we could just slap in a game as like a two pokemon bug line you know that's really what it felt like to me this gen in terms of overall pokemon i think was uh just kind of it was kind of it was weaker than gen 8 in my opinion uh but I'm not mad about it. Like, hmm, really? I I think the I think the designs overall were well design wise. I don't know. Like, so like I don't want to go too far into it, but like a lot a big chunk. So they added the hundred Pokemon, and that's roughly what we usually get anyway every gen. Mm-hmm. And they've been cheesing that number recently by um because like we didn't get a hundred Pokemon per se in Sword and Shield, but if you include like Gigantamax forms, we get a hundred some Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so they did that this time by doing like the Paradox Pokemon. Um, which people see in, you know, the Great Tusk and the Iron Treads, and I don't want to spoil too much more because the rest are post-game, but... And so they kind of do something similar there. And that's a good chunk of the Pokedex, actually. I think that's something like 14 Pokemon? Uh, it is 14... I think it's 14. Yeah, it's 14. It's 7 per, seven per version. Yeah, there's 14, which is a huge chunk. And they also kind of soften that number by adding evolutions, like... 
Annihilate, King Gambit. They did that to a lot of po- yeah, Annihilate, King Gambit, and for a giraffe. They they made they made it seem like they made it seem like more because they just added the evolution to make the line yeah. essentially technically a new line almost. I don't know if I'd call it that. I like that they've come back around to that though. I really like that they've that they've come back to just new evolutions. They did a very similar thing in Gen Four. If we're gonna argue that, like Gen Four added like a hundred oh, sure. Pokemon, and you look at the number of new evolutions at Gen Four. Yeah, yeah, Gen Four did it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really new evolutions. I think are great, and I'm happy to see them return. Oh, you know what? I feel like this is worth mentioning. I did not care for any of the starters. Really? None of them. Same. None of them. I I boxed it pretty early. Same. I, I evolved once I got my fully evolved. I boxed it. I was not like I thought the first evolution. I'm like I don't like any of these. I'll wait till I see the finals. But I like any of them. I'm like I'm glad you all exist. I don't like any of you. I'm not using you. I liked Sprigatito and I kept it at Sprigatito. I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but I'd say they're like I definitely came off Gen Eight. So like Gen Eight was like really bad. Um, in terms of starters. Oh no, Gen Eight was worse. I flat out released my starter in Gen Eight. This one I at least evolved it. <laughs> This one, I was just like, these are definitely better. At least they got dual types. At least they're doing interesting things. At least they're all competitive. They're all doing interesting things. Like, it's very exciting. So, like, I was, I was perfectly fine with that. I mean, Gen 6, I think, were better starters. And even Gen 7, uh, with the exception of Primarina. Uh, I don't know. That That's a whole other topic. Primarina is good, but it's not my flavor. Yeah. I'm, mm, anyways. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to rapid fire so that we don't take forever. Yeah. But uh, two, two last things. Um, Raids. I like the new raids. I'm happy with them. Are you guys happy with the new raids? Uh, I am okay with them now, but there is a steep learning curve to higher-end raids. I like that, though. I want that. Oh, yeah, people like it. I just, it, it really bugs me, like, as initially, like, as if, if, if I don't have people to play with, these raids are impossible. That's pro- mm. that's true. That's definitely true. For certain true. things, because depending on what they release in the future with, like, the Charizard, the Charizard, I think, is doable with, like, the Box Legends and such, to a degree. Mm-hmm. But, like, depending on what they release... There's a good chance that there's only one answer to a raid and it has to be built a specific way, or, and even then, the AI might just cheat and have Nightshade and just yeah. re-hit you, because that happened to me, and that, that really, that really put salt in my mouth, because mm. I built, I built something specifically, like, this will counter it, this is AV, it resists one of your other moves, it's got a high defense stat, and this AV makes it work, it resists other stuff, and it can't be status, this will work. Nightshade. Three, boom, 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 I'm dead, and it's like, well, I can't, I can't out-damage that. And it was just a very bad taste. So there is a very steep learning curve. If you're doing it with co-op, that's learning, like if you're doing it with multiple people, that learning curve is lower, but it still exists. And now we're at the point though now we already know the cheese for a lot of the raids. But like early on when no one knew the cheese, it's like it, it, it does not feel good. Have you done any mark? Not really. Uh, I've been waiting to do that as sort of like a post activity. Um, it's one of the things I'm sort of holding off on. They've been very good. They've been very good about this because. Uh... I, I was just like, why do we care? Because we can change terotypes. But the cost of change terotypes is not unreasonably high, in my opinion. No, it, it's the, the raids are fun. They're fine. They're balanced. It's just the fact of, like, I just had a bad experience with the six-star raid that some other people might have as well. And five-stars, too, you know? Like, there are hard raids. And they are they are, they are much harder than Sword and Shield. Which is, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that they are harder. It's just one of those things of, uh, going... It's like walking into a cliff and you're forced to climb it, you know? And it's like, well, I wish I had a little bit more leeway instead of just this. Because the AI will cheat. It, like, because again, with that, my scenario, they, it, literally before it even tried to test damage, it just read my set, read my item, read my spread, read everything, and I just like, cool, nope, I, nothing else does damage, cool. Even though they all hit me technically, it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't immune, it just read, cool, these moves will not hurt you well, I'm just gonna use Yeah, yeah, this. all right, no, I, I understand. <laughs> 
I understand. So, well, I'm explaining it for people in case they don't, you know. Still fun. They're still fun. It's just, it was rough. For, it was a rough start for me, at least. All right. So, uh, final things. Uh, there's a few new mechanics. I don't really know too many other than talking about raids and, uh, the let's go feature. That was okay. I really liked the, the let's go, um, and auto battles. I thought it was a cute little oh, way yeah. to do things, but nice way to grind. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it for that. It was a cute little way to do it. If you pick Brigatito, auto battle is not a good, not a good intro because the first route, everything one shots you and you can't actually auto battle in like route one. Cause I had that experience and it just, again, left a bad taste in my mouth because it just, I didn't realize how it worked and it just goes off of type advantage, which isn't bad. Like it's not bad. It's, I like that it's there. Again, it was just one of those things of like, they don't explain that very well. To be fair, they don't explain it well. They don't. No, they, it was just like, it goes off of like type and level. And it's like one more than the other, but still, I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice way to passively gain experience and do stuff. And also while including Pokemon following you in the game. Yeah. And Pokemon and like, it's required for some evolutions, uh, which is, I hate, but it's fine. The continuous thousand steps too, in case people aren't aware that you can't like send it out for a little bit for 500 or call it, send it out again. It has to be a thousand in one go. Cannot recall. Which isn't that hard to be fair. That's not that hard. And it's not hard. It's just people didn't know. I got it by, I, I got it by accident, kind of, because I just was doing it, and I, I just didn't recall it, and I just got it, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't realize it was, that you had to do a continuous, I just did it that way. They were definitely bad about, uh, introducing evolution methods in this one, uh, because there's a lot of weirdish ones. Palafin? Yeah, that they just don't inform you about doing at all, and you have to kind of just guess. Yeah, Palafin was really rough. I think if an evolution method is, uh, is Runariga's hard, it shouldn't exist. <laughs> oh my god yeah i lost three hours of my life just losing my mind trying to do different things taking a picture in front of this this cutout um just beating score villain i i i, I did so many things i never thought i would do in a pokemon game to try to make it work and none of them worked until i just like started up another game and it's like oh i literally just had to like level it up well in co-op yep great yeah, it's it's a really weird <laughs> one um but you know there are there are some cool mechanics they've done for like gameplay like what well Less of a mechanic, but, like, bottle caps and, like, mints are all, like, purchasable, which is incredibly nice. Yeah, I found some mints on the ground, too. That was pretty fun. Yeah, 20k, and they're all on the ground. They're everywhere. That's great. Um, egg moves are so much easier now. You just need two mirror herb, and you you have two mirror herb on the Pokemon you're trying to teach the egg move, and the Pokemon you're trying to learn the egg move. And the Pokemon that's trying to learn it, you just make sure they have an empty slot, and you just go into Picnic, and boom, it's instantly transferred. And even Legends can pass them, because I passed my Maridon's Parabolic Charge onto my Belly Bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I heard about this. Yeah. So it's insanely nice. It's very nice. And then also, all TMs are le- relearnable. So if you teach a Pokemon a TM, it will be able to relearn that move. Oh, I didn't know that. I tested that out uh, a couple days ago, because someone else was mentioning it. I'm like, oh, let me see that. And it's like... It's the Legends Arceus style, uh, which is very nice. I, I like that they mo- yeah. they did the Legends Arceus style for the moves. So yeah, each Pokemon only needs like one TM move, and then it's like, cool, you can relearn that move no, as many times as you want, which is incredibly nice. So overall, I want to say I've very much enjoyed this game, and like I said, I'm planning another playthrough already. Um, I'm very excited to do, and I, I, I assume you guys like the game. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I'm, it's still a fun game, you know? I hope the performance issues get patched, but yeah. Yeah, that that's the main thing, I think, is that's how we're going to remember this game, is if they're able to patch everything and get it fixed up. I wouldn't be surprised if it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. This happens every time with a Pokemon game, though. Like, we get, like, one big patch, like, within a couple weeks. I expect it with a Charizard raid, if anything, that's when we'll get the patch if we're going to get it at the moment. Literally, I, I think back all the way since we've had, like, internet connectivity that's regular, so X and Y. 
they've always done one big patch that fixed something stupid broken. Like XY was, you save in Lumio City, your save file could be corrupted. There was something very similar that happened in uh, in Sun and Moon. So yeah, I, I assume it's coming. But yeah, good game. We're gonna we're gonna keep playing it. And if you want to keep listening to this show, that's already very long. <laughs> we're gonna kick it on over to the mailbag because that's where we're gonna go today. Just because the meta is not stable and there's not really a good way to do Pokemon in the episode this week, we'll be back at it next week. However, we're gonna catch you guys on the flip flop. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and let us know what your thoughts are on the question. Our question last week was, what do you think of Scarlet and Violet so far? And honestly, that's going to be the question this week as well. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you can just email us at pucklepodcast.com. And of course, this segment is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. Though I guess we're going to need a couple more uh, Taurus badges now. (laughs) Figure something out with that. Yeah, right. (laughs) What what does shiny Paldean Taurus look like? I haven't even Yeah, I don't know. Is it literally? So the fur on the neck and the fur on the body are flipped. Wait, what? It's right. really, it's it's not good. I'm going to have to it's look at this up, but Okay, it's still black, so we're just going to have black Tauros and green Tauros. The dark black on the neck that's, like, textured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets put onto the body. Okay. Okay. And then the body, like, the just the normal, like, flat, like, gray black gets put onto the mane. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's literally just, like, a flip. It's not gray. It's not, like... Not, yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Okay. That sucks. Yeah, it's not, like, green or anything like that. Nothing wild. That's sad. That's sad. Okay, but either way, uh, we'll give that to anybody we deem worthy. So, let's jump into it. Our first email this week is going to be from Snackard. Ayo, Puckle Crew. Snackard here. My feelings about Scarlet and Violet are summed up by last week's episodes, which is frustrated potential. Don't get me wrong. I adore the open world aspect. At the time of writing this, I am 15 hours in with 4 badges and 120 Pokemon registered in my Pokedex. I have continued to spend 90% of my time exploring every route, searching for new Pokemon I haven't seen before. This sense of being drawn into a game is a feeling I have not felt as strongly since Black and White 2. In fact, I may like Scarlet and Violet more than Oraz when all is said and done. I think that's easy. Oraz was okay, but it was was no Scarlet and Violet. I will say that much. (laughs) Stumbling into difficult fights way earlier than I should makes me feel like I'm on my own adventure. Scarlet and Violet's expansion on Swish's wild area and Arceus's exploration has been the direction I dreamed of Pokemon taking as a kid. I don't know about you three, but I have felt a childlike glee playing Pokemon again, which is a pleasant surprise. I don't disagree, honestly. Like, I, I, I feel like you, Mark, to some extent, with, like, the Legends Arceus and uh, Scarlet and Violet uh, comparison that you talked about earlier. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, then I very quickly sobered up and was like, well, I don't really want, like, Legends Arceus style catching, and honestly, this kind of dex completion doesn't require you to catch multiple of a species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a whole thing that they, yeah. I'm okay that they left out. Yeah, I think they were trying to fix that with auto battles, and I think a lot of that is just because performance was poo-poo, and so it's really hard mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Um, not saying that, I don't think PLA like ran like a charm either, but it was better about it. It was better about hiding yes. it. Like, you would just see like the Star Raptor yes. off in the distance running at two frames per second instead of... Uh, Instead of, like, the entire world. 
So it it, it was definitely a lot better. There, to be fair, there were less things in Legends Arceus as well in the distance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I applaud the game for trying what it's trying. <laughs> this is why the technical issues kill me. Being the completely objective Pokemon fans we are, I cannot say that these are my favorite games. The sheer amount of slowdown, popping in, and delay makes a game that would be a 9 or 10 in my view, a 7.5 out of 10. Too much water. Um, that, was a thatch, <laughs> that was a Thatch edition, sorry. Uh, while I still like Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver and Black and White more, I have a feeling if Sel- Scarlet and Violet were delayed another year and we had Arceus this fall, they might be my favorite. I know Nintendo only owns one-third of the Pokemon property, and you must maintain the cycles to keep up with the anime and merchandise, but Game Freak's yearly release crunch is really showing through. Hey, the anime is at least delayed, so maybe TPCI will be more receptive to adjusting the timelines like Nintendo does with some of their bigger titles. Uh, but alas, it is only wishful thinking. Uh, anywho, keep on keeping on, Snaggard. Uh, I think it's a larger discussion to be had, and I don't know that I don't know that any one person is at fault because they're just trying to like keep it going. Uh, I do think that they are running into some kind of issues that just require time and yeah. not uh it's maybe not a personnel issue um i mean a thousand some people work on a pokemon game and yeah. it definitely just is one of those things that takes time and maybe they need a little bit more of it because maybe they can't make a breath of the wild game in three years you know uh breath of the wild definitely at least had six years of development and yeah they they could definitely use that kind of development time on a pokemon game like i imagine if we actually had that uh, because Pokemon games used to not happen as frequently, if I recall. Well, maybe not, actually. Uh, it, yeah, they've been, there was something. They've been semi. There's releases all the time. I mean, there were pauses. Wasn't, they they weren't trying to do an annual release thing that like, they obviously are now, right? Yeah. I think it was like maybe biannual, like every other year type of thing. Oh, no, it actually gets it, it actually gets really bad uh, if you actually look at the years. Um, I, starting with Ruby and Sapphire, Ruby and Sapphire launched, this is, this is US timeline, so it's a little skewed compared to the Japanese timeline. But, uh, 2003 was Ruby and Sapphire, 2004 was Leaf Green and Fire Red, 2005 was Emerald. I think Emerald actually came out less than a year after Fire Red and Leaf Green. Sounds right, yeah, actually, I remember that. And then it was 2007 for Diamond and Pearl. Um, then it was 2009 for Platinum, 2010 for Hercules Soul Silver. 2011 for Black and White, 2012 for Black and White 2, 2013 for X and Y, 2014 for Oraz. Then we had the awkward skip um, where they were definitely mm-hmm. planning to do Pokemon Z and then just never got around to it. And then did Pokemon Sun and Moon in 2016, 2017. We had Ultra Sun and Moon, which were disappointments beyond belief. 2018, we got Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, uh, if we're going to talk about disappointments. Um <laughs> And then uh, 2019, we got Sword and Shield. 2020 was Sword and Shield DLC, which I think is the right way to go because it's not like a full game. Um, also, that wild area was, I think, more indicative of what we got now than uh, yeah than f- yeah. the the wild area. I think I think Isle of Armor and Ground Tundra are much more indicative of what we have. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually really I'm really happy that you can just like go in and out of towns, no load screen. That's my favorite mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is actually, like, the early one that's interesting, because, like, some of them are just like, yeah, they are new games, but then it's like, when you have Diamond and Pearl Platinum, it's like, well, they just rehashed the same game and added some stuff, you know, they just kind of, like... I mean, yeah, it's mostly DLC, it's essentially DLC. Yeah, it's a DLC of the pe- repackage of the game, essentially, you know? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that is what Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was, 100%, it was just yeah. DLC. It was DLC and, like, tweaking stuff that they did and exactly. changing it. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, I, I definitely agree with you. 
Yeah. Uh, let me get this one from MC McStax. Go for it. MC McStax. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Puckle Crew? So far, I've been enjoying Scarlet and Violet to the max. They the perfect blend of Sword <laughs> and Shield with a PLA open world. I love how it's not so easy to overlevel my team so quickly. Ash. Ashen, I find myself going to a Titan gym. I'm not sure what Ash is supposed to be, but. Arvin? Um, or even. Or, no, I don't know. Often? I don't uh, know. I don't know. But, well, uh, I find myself going to a Titan gym or even a Starbase. I have to, I have to change my team, which I enjoy because now it's grind, grind time. On another note, I wrote in before predicting slash wishing they would give us, give Dunsparce an evolution along with Giraffe Rig. Not too thrilled that it only gets segments as an evolution, but the names make up for that. Honestly, like, I'm a little upset that it got an evolution personally, because I just, like... Yeah, it doesn't need one. I hear it every gen. Give a Dunsparce an evolution. I love it because they did it in such a way to insult the people that wanted the evolution for so long. That's, like, that's, like, (laughs) that's a silver lining for me, personally. It's literally, it's literally a troll. Like, the evolution is literally a troll. Yeah. Right. Its move is really good, though, the hyper drill. That thing is busted. Um... But I would have, I would have accepted if somehow Dunsparce evolved into Drampa. Just think about that one. Uh, uh I don't care. No. People wanted that type of style of evolution, they but did. that would be a different, yeah. They, and it's just like, why do you want Dunsparce to be so good? Not every Pokemon is designed to be good. Like, they make Pokemon bad on purpose yeah. just for collection purposes. Yeah, like, like, give me also, cool. Also, if Pokemon yeah. don't need to be evolved, like, we can keep Lapras around that doesn't have any evolution. That's totally fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Like, please. give me Gold isn't something good, but, like, the give me Gold base is, like, it learns two moves. That's it. Yeah. You have to deal with that until you get the amount of coins. So it's like, they, they do this for reasons, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, keep up the podcast and live streams coming. Sincerely, MC Mixtax. All right. MC McNacklestack? Come on. <laughs> Knackle. <laughs> I love Knacklestack. That, that, that's a good design, by the way. Knacklestack, as the scientist in me, the the scientist in me is just like, oh my gosh, they just made sodium chloride and they turned it into a Pokemon name. And this is amazing. Yes, but I I, uh, eh, I think they were kind of bottom of my list, but I get what you mean. I, I think the design, when it turns into Minecraft Pokemon, is kind of meh. It, it, remind, it honestly, it like went the way of... Uh, like I was just like Knackley, you're great. Knacklestacks, I can see it. You're doing great. And then they went to like what is it, Garnacle? Garnacle. Garnacle. Yeah, Garnacle or whatever. And I just saw that, and I was just like, oh, this is just this is just colossal, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's better. It's what Gigalith yeah. wanted to be, but better. I just like it. Uh, I I prefer like Knackley and Knacklestack. Like Knacklestack yeah. is again such such a fun name, and I like that. Like oh, it's like a little like cube man, cool. Garganical, like, I'm okay with it. I, I'm glad that it turned into something, like, it could have been way worse. I'm more okay with it than I was Colossal. Yeah, no, same. Colossal was not even, I don't even want to talk about it. That's a disappointment. Yeah. That's disappointment incarnate. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. All right, well, uh, take us home, Mark, with this last email. Well, so we have an email from Ashley. Uh, Ashley says, hi, Puckle team. First, I love the podcast. I especially enjoy listening to the quiz every week. It's so fun to listen to. Um, Ashley then says, I just want to put my two cents in support of the new bug types. Um, Reller is really cute with its grumpy face and its evolution looks super cool. In my opinion, when I found Reller, I immediately texted my invertebrate zoologist friend with pure excitement. That's a wonderful friend to have. Uh, Reller backwards of the roller, and then Rabska is also yeah. a, a scramble of Scarab. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I it's so good. It. I, I love that little that little tidbit. It's literally just Ekans and Arbok. <laughs> yeah, we got more Ekans and Arbok Pokemon, and I loved it. And it's like, oh my god, it's been so long. It's been so long since we've <laughs> had such a simple name like that. Yeah. Right. I I don't know. I I like having a, a Dung Beetle Pokemon or a Scarab. I think that's a really nice. A lot of these are just like a lot of the design. It's like I'm glad we have these because we need to have something like this, like the flamingo, mm-hmm. the dolphin. Mm-hmm. We've got a we've got a Dung Beetle Pokemon. Like, I'm just glad we're getting these species of, like, animals and stuff that just, we, they've been around for 20 years, they just never made a Pokemon on it, you know? Like, right. come yeah. on. Okay, so Ashley goes on to say, I agree that Tarantula is adorable. Uh, it looks like a ball of yarn, and I wanted so badly to knit with it. Spinops is definitely a drop in cuteness, but as a biologist, I'm super into the ripping they're doing on the ogre face spider, which, yes, is that goofy looking. Don't know what that looks like, so I'm going to take your word on that, Ashley. Uh, I especially love the overworld uh, motions of Spide Ops, because in real life, Ogre Face Spider actually hunts like that. Okay. Um, Nimble is cute, and I think uh, Lockix design is super cool, but I'm also tired of Lockix chasing me everywhere, not going to lie. Those things are so annoying. Yeah, they, I rant them all the time. It's like, oh, I'm on the mo- I'm on the snowy mountain. Why are there a Lockix right behind me? Right. What, like, and... Like, I feel like I'm just going to go swimming in the ocean. It's going to be like one that just comes up right next to me. It's like, why are you in the ocean? <laughs> they are very aggressive. And they, they are everywhere and they are aggressive. I hate It's the same with the Taurus, though. The Taurus are aggressive, too. The Taurus, yeah. The, yeah, Taurus are up in your face. They are very aggressive, too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I am overall enjoying the new games. The Arvin and Team Star storylines really kept me engaged. And all the gym leaders and teachers were so full of life that I really want to see them again. This is going long, so that's all I have to say for now. Ashley, a.k.a. Ashenonics. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, do we have somebody we want to gr- give the Green Taurus badge to? I like Ashley's. That was a fun one, talking about the bugs. Totally not totally not a sucker for bug types at I all. know you are. And you yeah, know what? I- we'll do it. She got lucky. <laughs> she got lucky. You're here. Uh, Ashley, you can get it on the Discord. Just uh, reach out to us and we'll make sure you get the uh, correct, uh, get the get the roll. All right. But on that note, we are going to call it quits here today at Puckle. You can check us out at uh, PuckleDiscord.com and hang out with us. You can, of course, always follow us on social media, Twitter, until it, uh, it implodes, um, Facebook, <laughs> and Instagram. I, I started the hive for us, but I don't know if that's just like a if that's just like a trend. I didn't want to be one of the people that's just like, we're on hive I've now. I've heard someone else made one too, so I don't know. Someone else I follow, I'm like, I, I don't know what this is. Everybody's doing it, and I'm just like, ah, I'll do it just to claim the names. <laughs> yeah, we have the name now. Cool. <laughs> I didn't pull a justin.tv to twitch.tv. Speaking of which, we stream over there on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so check us out over there this week at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. You can also check us out at YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash pucklepodcast, where we will also stream as well. Uh, We can also, uh, you can also catch uh, other past live streams on YouTube. It's a real good time. Uh, In addition to that, you can always uh, support the show by going to Puckle Podcast or Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where we give out things. Uh, there should be a new uh, game corner coming up uh, this week. I'm hoping it's out before the end of November. Uh, I put it off because I really wanted to have some Gen 9 stuff in there. So hopefully that comes out this week. I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I just realized Ashley just joined the server as we gave her the Green Tauros badge. Oh, seriously? <laughs> I'm not joking. It, the, the, the welcome thing is at 12... 50 a.m. Eastern, which is like a minute ago. A minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I had to say this. I was on there, but yeah. Awesome. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I had to say that. 
And then, uh, yeah, I think that's everything that I usually say. So on that note, we are going to go ahead and sign off. I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been Shamu. And I am Mark for the da 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 Sparks game. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.